Welcome to the PhotoMind Talks podcast, episode four. We have a great show for you today with a great guest, one of PhotoMind's best friends in the photo organizing world, Kathy Nelson of the Photo Managers. She's going to tell us all about the photo managers and herself and organizing photos and organizing people for organizing photos and all that good stuff. So uh, without further ado, Kathy, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here, be here and uh, congratulations on getting this podcast started. Always, always fun to be on podcasts. Yeah, it's an interesting time. I mean, you know, we're, we're working out the kinks, but here we are. It's nice to have yeah. someone who's, you know, an expert in the field of some things and has done these kind of things uh, in the past. So we're happy to bring you on in a different context than we've had in the past, you know, for people who might not have followed some uh, some of PhotoMind's works in the past. Kathy's helped us with a ton of webinars in the past, bringing people that kind of, you know, give more instructional things on how to, um, you know, how to organize your photos, whether physical or digital. Um, but here we are to kind of have a little bit more of a general conversation. You know, if I figure, Kathy, why don't you start and just kind of tell us about yourself and the photo managers? Yeah. So, uh, so I'm Kathy Nelson. I'm the CEO and founder of the photo managers and author of two books, Photo Organizing Made Easy, Going from Overwhelmed to Overjoyed, and then the Business Roadmap for Professional Photo Organizers, Everything You Need to Start and Grow a Thriving Photo Organizing Business. So that leads me to the most common thing that people will say is, wow, I didn't know that was a thing, <laughs> that there are actually people who organize people's photos for a living. And yes, it is. And it's an industry that I started, really, it's been 12 years. So we're not, an, I always joke that we're the we're a 12 year overnight success, but it's, uh, <laughs> this has definitely been, we've been at it for a long time, but we have over 700 uh, small business owners that we, so we're the organization that supports independent small business owners who have their own business model, but who are passionate about helping people uh, save and tell their family stories through their photos. And the average consumer thinks they're going to get that project done, but and maybe those of you obviously listening to a PhotoMind podcast, I'm sure are the reason that you are aware of PhotoMind is you probably have lots of photos that you're trying to digitize and get back into your life in a way that share with family and friends in a meaningful way. And sometimes you might just want to throw your hands up and think, I can't get to this. And then that's where we step in and you can actually hire somebody who would happily take over that project for you and do it for you. That's awesome. Well, I guess maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring it back a step a little bit. Um, you know, you said you've been doing this for 12 years, but like, where did your interest in, I guess, photos as a whole come from, you know, it didn't happen overnight. They were just like, you know, I'm going to not only help people organize uh, their photos, but I'm going to help organize the people who are going to help yeah, organize yeah, people's photos. Right. I always so where, said, I didn't, I didn't yeah, I didn't wake up one morning and think, I think I'll start an association of uh, professional photo <laughs> organizers. Uh, I always, I, I think, you know, my love of photos stems back from childhood. I was always I remember, you know, being fascinated by the photos that were next, you know, in the, on the coffee table or looking at my grandparents. And, and then when I got my first camera, it just uh, the joy of taking of travel and using photos as a way to, you know, to come back from my travels and show people um, where I had been and things, my, my life experiences. And so photos were always really a big part of my life. And then when I became an adopted parent in I needed to create what's called a life book for my son. I wanted to create a book telling him how he came part of our family. I realized that I wanted to write the stories. Like I wanted to create like a photo book with stories attached to the photos so that he could, we could read it like a photo book kind of. This was though 28 years ago before there were really, there weren't photo books. You had to do this manually. Like, and uh, 
you know, you would print your photos <laughs> and then you'd have to put them on an album page and tell a story. And so I got really involved in scrapbooking, which was, uh, it was in a company called Creative Memories I discovered at that time. And, uh, and I taught hundreds of people how to create meaningful scrapbook photo albums. And so that process of doing that over many years helped me realize that I would do these big, what we call crop to you drop events where I had like hundreds of people, women, mostly women <laughs> come in with all their bags and boxes of photos and sit around a table together and make albums. And I used to think to myself, this isn't about a bunch of women cutting photos in cute little shapes. That's what the world kind of viewed it as. But I would see how people love to share their fam their story, their photos. Like, you know, here's Bobby. Look at how cute Johnny was when he, you know, when he was three or, you know, here's a photo of my mom or here's a photo of my grandparent. Everybody would listen, you know, so intently to the person telling a story about photos. And it was a very strong sense of community. And um, but then digital, then the digital camera came along. And people started not bringing, not printing their photos, but instead they'd bring in these memory cards and they'd be like, I don't know how to get my photos from this memory card onto my computer or how do I email photos? And so I kind of adapted my, I quickly became kind of like the guru in my social network of people who, who understood how to help with that until the day somebody finally said, well, what do you charge per hour to help me? And I was like, I don't charge anything. I mean, why would I like, you're my friend. And she was really wonderful. And she said, no, 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 you can't. I have to, you have to let me pay you. And I finally, we argued and I finally agreed. And, and I tell, I love this part of the story. I got, this is amazing. This is how a business entrepreneur got started. Right. I got to her house and not only did she have uh, memory cards that she, and her, her kids photos captured on her husband's Mac computer. She also pulled out the boxes of photos she had just inherited because her parents had passed away. And she was one of four siblings. And she was the one who said, I'll take the family photos. And she was feeling tremendous guilt because she hadn't done anything with them. And she said, Kathy, I'd love you to, you know, can you organize? I want, I want to create a family photo book. I want to get these digitized and then create a family storybook. And I was like, I looked at that mess and I thought, well, Maria, we can't, I can't make a photo book for you and tell your family story. If these photos with all these photos, we have to organize these photos. And uh, she said, wow. I guarantee there's thousands of Maria's just like me who'd pay somebody to do that for them. And that was the moment when I drove home and I thought, huh, I wonder if that's true. And sure enough, it was true. <laughs> and so that was the beginning. That's a quick story of the beginning of all of this. Is there anything that you miss from the, I don't know, that the community, the, the physical nature of those drop, uh, crop tea drop events that you kind of don't get from the digital piece of it now? Oh, for sure. You mean me personally as like a, you know what I want to do? I've been so busy growing this organization and doing this, but honestly, if I could go when I'm, when I'm freed up to have some more time, my son's going to get married pretty soon. And I'm hopefully will the grandchildren come. So I'll suddenly become that person again. I would love to go, uh, literally believe it or not, print the photos, make an album, put them in an album and then scan it digitally so that it could be created into a digital photo book. I do find something very appealing about the tactile process of touching and holding photos. I, I really do miss, I'm on the computer all day long. I mean, I live on zoom calls and, and things like that. It's like so many of us, right. We live in this digital world and I'm on my phone and um, I miss holding photos and looking at print at actual photos. And I think the world there's actually, that's kind of a, a film is, you know, exploding in growth again. Uh, people are printing again. There, there is kind of the pendulum is kind of swinging back, I think towards a, a printed concept of like holding photos, but at the same point, we need that digital backup copy of the photo. So 
there's something nice about the, I mean, it's like photos themselves are nostalgic, but the, you know, the physical nature of it is an additional nostalgic piece to it, right? That not only are you looking at these old memories that you have, you know, with your family, your friends, vacations, what have you, but that you actually have a, you know, a physical piece of media that is nostalgic in itself is like, yeah. uh, it's an, it's an interesting combination between the two that kind of like doubles up the, the levels of nostalgia that just kind of are, you know, triggered in your brain. Um, and that, you know, speaking of nostalgia, there's so many studies, they're, they're doing a lot more studies about the impact of photos on mental health and the ability, you know, how photos can be healing. And I think especially like with what we've just been through with, and we're still in, you know, the whole COVID world and young kids and things like that, that experience, like using photos to tell, to share their story about what it's been like in lockdowns and different situations like that. I mean, there's so many elements to this. And if they're really unorganized, though, if they're just, you know, part of your photo reel, you know, your photo stream on your on your phone or, you know, you don't know where they are and they're, you know, they're mixed up with. I always joke like, you know, if I'm looking at a pair of new shoes, I send my sister a quick screen, you know, shot. Hey, you know, you like the blue or the green or whatever. And then an hour later, I could be taking a picture of my son with his, you know, proposing to his girlfriend. I mean, and it's all they're all just like lined up next to each other. And how do you find the photos that you care about in the midst of all the ones you don't care about? It's very true. Um, well, that's what that's what you're here to help with, right? Is yeah, exactly that thing. Are there any are there any people within uh, within the photo managers that actually help specifically with you know what you're talking about that connection between like mental health and and photos? Is that a is yeah? That in fact, that's... it's interesting. I think that's a growing one of our members who's in Australia is going back to school to get a, a counseling degree. So a lot. Of, so when our when I call them our members, so these are the business owners that go that get hired by people and they go into their homes, and then we can we I've created an amazing community of because this because it didn't exist, everybody's learning together. I always joke nobody showed up raising their hand said oh I've been a photo organizer all my life. I mean we no they usually I say if you love photos and you love stories this is a great career. So when people join they don't know how do I know how much to charge per hour how do I how do I know how to do this? What kind of scanners do I need if I'm going to do, or if I'm going to do digital, what if I'm an iPhone user and somebody has an Android phone or how do I gather everybody's multiple digital photos from, you know, they have them in Google photos or in Dropbox and how do we get, you know, so we, the community, all the members share their tips and information constantly on through multiple ways and training that we do. But one of the biggest things then is they talk about their clients, right? When they, they get to know the client, it becomes very personal work. And then gifting the client back that finished project is just uh, is an amazing experience. But so there's a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion included. In, in, in most cases, it's people sending out their photos to someone to organize it for them. Or is it them more like, uh, you know, working one on one together to kind of do it, you know, sitting there like, oh, these are you know, Murray condoing it essentially, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, sitting there like, does this, does this give you any sort of emotional value? No. Okay, great. Get rid of it. Like, is it that kind of sitting one-on-one or is it more like, here's my photos, I'm going to send them to you. And then you're going to send them back to me in a way that's like organized in a way that I can then, you know, based on my goals yeah. of organizing essentially. It's both. And, you know, it's depending on the client's needs. Some more and more, I think less and less in home side by side, especially again, COVID changed everything, right? We used to, that used to be a lot of it because I always tell people, if I opened up my box of photos, which I have, I will admit I am, you know, the shoemaker has, you know, needs somebody to organize her photos. Um, 
I would get lost in the memories immediately. Like I would not get very far, which is just, that's just human nature. So having a, a partner next to you, who's you're paying one is they're going to move you along much faster. And what's wonderful. Again, it's a lot of times it's about telling the story. So if, when I used to work with clients, I'd say, tell me about this. You know, they'd get really emotional. I said, well, here, tell me about that photo. Meanwhile, I'm finding all the doubles, blurries, scenery shots, all the ones that really don't matter. Right. But today, a lot of people do it through zoom meetings or uh, you do an intake form where you really ask a lot of really key questions and then you can go out, organize the client's photos and then, you know, don't throw anything away, put them in a folder. Maybe if you have ones you're questioning about. So there's a whole process that photo organizers go through when they're working with a client based on what is most comfortable for them. So you talked about, you talked about creating this industry that didn't exist. You kind of alluded to it. So I'm curious, like what actually went into, you know, not just the, uh, the idea, right? You, the idea kind of came to you through your friend, but what what was it that really went into it? Like, what was the? I want to know about the blood, sweat, and tears that kind of, you know, helped you build this. Like, what? It must have been. I mean, a crazy process to do it when nothing it's, like this existed. It's. I joke every day. My brain always hurts. It always. It's still. It's still a growing, changing. You know, I didn't. So I didn't. So when I I started doing that as a business for myself, and then people because I I was connected in that scrapbooking world people I had a lot of big network all over the world kind of and people started being intrigued like what's Kathy doing look she's actually like charging people to do this and because we used to make money on selling a commission on a product right so if a client would buy like five albums and pens and paper I would get a commission on that that's how I made my money and I when people stopped printing photos I called it my incredibly shrinking paycheck because suddenly like I wasn't getting paid and I needed to make money to survive with my family and things so this shifting from a, of a product-based sales business to a, a service-based business model was a big shift and nobody had done that yet. So I started thinking, I started helping people and then I realized, well, I should charge for my intellectual property. I mean, I spent a lot of time figuring this out. And so what if I create a community where the people pay me and I teach them as part of the community. And that was the beginning of it. Before the internet was really that big. I mean, we used to do phone calls like 1-800, uh, you know, 12 years ago, believe it or not, it was, it was like, literally I do these phone trainings. And I always feel like one of the smartest things I ever did because I had that, because I knew the power of community, I, I decided I took a big risk and I created a, an educational conference. I, I, today I look back, I can't believe I was that it was like a risk, right? I didn't know anything about conferences, but I picked Chicago because it was the middle of the country. I found like a, a wedding venue. It wasn't even a conference facility. And I invited um, different speakers and they all said yes. And then I just put it out there and we had like 65 people come. Now we just had our 10th annual conference. And many of those people were at the, have been to all 10 conferences. Now our conference is huge. It's three days. It's all educational. We have speakers from all over the world. It's amazing. But, you know, from the blood, sweat and tears, I think that decision to bring people together like that was a really critical, was a really good decision on my part. And um, because it's created a profession with a lot of pride and then the group, the profession itself, the members have created the profession along with me. Does that make sense? So and our, our mission statement, our value statement is a rising tide lifts all boats. So that's my, you know, so, so the idea is that we're, we're, uh, we're not competitive, we're collaborative and we're not competitive. So, and there was way more people who need photo organizers than there are photo organizers and we share with an abundance mentality. So those kind of fundamental, uh, I think, structure within the organization has allowed 
really smart people, like an example, a woman named Laura Woolsey, she's in Austin. She actually was doing a lot of scanning and work and stuff. She joined. So she had been doing it on her own and had come up with some really smart workflows. Like how do I actually, if you get like boxes of photos from a client, you have to think there actually has to be a workflow. You can't make money if you just like, if you don't have a, a system in place. Well, she started creating some really smart workflows. She willingly shared that her workflows with everybody else. So a lot of people have like adopted her workflow. So that, that makes sense. So kind of figuring out the need for that. It's, it sounds very collaborative in a way that's like, you know, in theory almost that like photo, various fan, photo managers could kind of be, you know, working on the same thing. It could just be organizing physical photos or, or organizing digital photos, but that they have that collaborative uh, element to it kind of makes it into something that's, I don't know, unique to them almost in a way that's like, they understand the secret between, uh, you know, of what it takes to do these type of projects for other people and to help them. Um, and, and they have, cool. and they, uh, another couple, another really, I think a wise decision on my part early on too was in a painful learning is we all called ourselves the first. So I called myself a personal photo organizer. I always joke the word organizing attached to an entrepreneurial mindset. I mean, really, I'm, I'm truly a visionary entrepreneur personality. So organization is not my, uh, I, I didn't grow up like organizing shoes. Like you, if you meet residential organizers who are wonderful, a lot of them will say, oh, I was always the kid who, you know, like, I was the kid who got in trouble because I was so unorganized, you know, and, um, <laughs> but I love photos and stories. Right. So, um, I came up with the name because I knew with Maria in particular that I couldn't make it a, a family photo album without organizing the photos. I, I called myself a photo organizer. And then I put the word personal in front because I knew it was personal, meaningful work. I debated over, should I be a professional photo organizer or a personal photo organizer? So when these first people started uh, modeling themselves after me, we were all calling ourselves personal photo organizers. And I met and went with an attorney and they cautioned me that you are creating a franchise model by doing that. And you could get in a lot of trouble if you don't like register and all. And I was like, I don't want to be a franchise. So that's why I kind of came up with the association model where it's more like we're a, um, so we're like a trade association almost model where I wanted, that's why I was very clear. Like everybody is their own business owner. They don't report to me. I don't get a commission on their on their business. I am, you run your business as you want, but I got a call early on from, this is the only time I've ever gotten a complaint in all these years. I'm sure there might be another coming, but at this point, somebody called and said, oh, this personal photo organizer, your employee didn't deliver what she said she was going to. And I was like, she's not my employee. So I realized, uh oh, I got to be careful. So we created a certification program and a code of ethics. So to be listed on our website, to be um, for people to find photo or professional photo organizers that you go to the photomanagers.com and you can find a photo organizer. We have members all over the world. Uh, not enough, but we have members everywhere. Um, you have to go, you go through a certification process where you learn best practices. You agree to our code of ethics. You submit a project where you document your whole process. And we actually check your references. I actually, we, you know, the company checks to make sure that you're and then you have an interview with me. And at that point, you're certified. So that's another was another key element in terms of as from an entrepreneurial perspective that made a difference in giving us credibility. And that matters. The credibility matters. And um, because people's photos really are important to them. And you don't you want to make sure that the person who's going to that you hire agrees to you know privacy and confidentiality and, and all of that. How many photo organizers do you have under the photo managers hub right now? Yeah, we have about 700, 750 under the hub. We have, uh, so you, but mostly the US, Canada, we have a growing group in the UK, uh, Australia, a few, Portugal, uh, 
one person in Poland. We have like three people in Brazil, you know, so it's definitely, uh, which is why I wrote the book uh, because people don't know it's a thing. Like they don't realize, and it's a very, many of our, our most successful members have been doing it the longest, have multiple employees. Many of them are, it is a legitimate, people say, can you really make money at that? Yes, we, we have proof of concept at this point that if you're serious uh, about it, that there are hundreds and hundreds of people out there who will hire somebody to do this work for them. And it's, um, I would say it's, you know, it's meaningful work, right? At the end of the day, they love what our members love doing the work and the clients are thrilled that somebody's taking that project for them. The real question, I guess, is how many of the 700's names do you know? I'm going to guess 694, <laughs> 95. Not, not quite, but I do. Uh, it's interesting. We don't have a lot of, you know, they call it churn rate and things. Uh, we don't have much of that. I mean, we have a lot of members. I think I always say my my mission, you know, my goal was always that you only leave the photo managers if you don't want to be a photo manager, not because we didn't give you like the support in the and the training and the connection that you need. And so I think that's, uh, that's made a big difference. So I don't know all their names, but I'm actually better with story. I know a lot of their, if you told me a story, I'll remember a story more than I will maybe your face and name, but, um, but our members from the UK and Australia, I mean, they, we had two members from the Netherlands and two members from the UK and a member from, we had, I think seven different countries represented at our conference in Denver uh, this past April. So that's amazing. Um, yeah. And we also do it virtually now. So that was, that was another big, you know, talk just like changing the, the way that the world changes when we always did these in-person conferences and then 2020, you know, we were going to be in Atlanta and then guess what? We couldn't be in Atlanta. So we thought, well, how do you do a virtual conference? So now it was so successful. So now I do both an in-person always. And four weeks later, we repeat the conference completely mm. virtually and it's very, it works for people. That's amazing. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so what, I guess, you know, you've been doing this for a while now, but I guess what, what is it that drives you to kind of keep pushing this mission forward? You know, you've had plenty of time under your belt, you know, keep bringing people into the photo managers, but what is it that kind of keeps you going that you, you know, you want to keep bringing this to the table to bring this to people? Yeah. And I want it, it should go on long, it should have a, a life long after me. Uh, honestly, it's really, I, when I tell people when I put my head down the pillow at night, I, it's the joy that I've made a difference in, in people's lives and starting a business that's been profitable for them and in meaningful work. I mean, I get letters. I just got one yesterday from somebody, you know, um, a quote that I said that we are a people of stories and we take photos that tell the stories of our lives. And she just wrote me a beautiful note. She's been a member, you know, thanks for all your hard work and efforts to keep the photo ma managers moving forward and vibrant job. Well done. I mean, I've known Kathy for a long time. It meant a lot to me. Um, so I think the passion for me is one, is that I serve two audiences. I serve entrepreneurial small business owners who are looking for meaningful work and a way to make a difference in people's lives. And this has provided that. And then I also know that the client that they're serving at the end of the day, um, having your photos, videos, memorabilia, it's really not about organization. It's about, to me, it's about that, that nostalgia, that connection to your, to your stories that you that you live, that you love, that, you know, life is hard. I mean, right. Those things should be part of it. And there's so many different facets of it. One of our members is really developing, I think of a brilliant concept where she's specifically focusing on people and their pets. That's it. She's doing amazing, beautiful photo books 
about your pet. She interviews these clients about their pets and gets this amazing story about why we love our pet. Do you have any pets yet, Matthew? Are you a pet guy? No, we I mean, I, I like animals, but I don't, I'm not a, a pet person. I live in too small of an apartment for anything. Yeah. Anyway, those of us that's that are, so you know, cool. but, um, but I think, you know, that's an example, right? Of It's not just about you know, because a lot some people are choosing not to have children. Some people, you know, or maybe their kids are gone, and they and and you do you love your you know you love your pet. So that's a perfect example too of what drive keeps driving me. Like how brilliant is that? That I think it's a need in the marketplace. There are people that would love to have somebody care about them and their story of why they love their pet, and then turn around and and create it in a way and, and gift it back to that person in a way that they can keep it. I think is wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the, like, I mean, the relationship between, you know, pet and pet owners is it's one of those, like, uh, there's almost not words to describe that relationship because it's not as it's not any, like anything you could have with a person. Uh, but it is just as, you know, in a lot of ways, emotional intimate's not the right word, but like, uh, you know, it's so, it's so, so personal and you feel like it's, uh, you know, like familiar almost. Uh, or not even almost, yeah. it, it, it is like, it feels it like a part they of your family, you. a part of your soul and they love you we the same way. Uh, yeah. And it's, and, you know, and we take photos of them. Right. And, and not only, not only is it about is pets, but say flower gardens, or again, it's because I always like to always get people to go back to why you take the photos in the first place. Right. And, and what is it? The, what's the purpose of, of the photo? And often it's capturing something you love or a beautiful sunset or, um, you know, if you're right now, it's spring here. So the people that love gardening are just, you know, delighting in, in, in getting their gardens up and running and things. So it's, it's really about celebrating all of those parts of people's interest and then educating people on that, that matters is also keeps my passion alive. I'm very passionate. So what, what advice do you have for someone who is interested in photo organizing, whether personally or professionally, that maybe doesn't know where to get started, maybe doesn't know about the photo managers, you know, they, in their mind, it's just like a thing that they do and sit with their shoe boxes at home and hoping to, you know, put them in year order, but they don't necessarily want to start. You know, I guess, I guess let's take it as two parts almost, right? Like, where do you tell someone personally, right? Who just wants to organize their own photos and uh, where to start? And where do you tell someone who wants to actually make a business out of it, kind of how to get started other than looking up the photo yeah. managers. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, that's a good. Uh, so if you're, you know, if you're looking at your own photos that we always break it down into the number one is set a goal. Like, what is it that you, what, if you could maybe a magic wand over your, that photo, that messy photo collection, what is it that it would look like at the end? And, you know, just like do a brain dump, like just brainstorm. I would love to have, you know, I, I keep using the word photo albums, but maybe a video montage, you know, you want all your photos stored in a safe place where family members can access them into the future. I, you know, I'm, I'm, these are things that people might say. I want, maybe you want a, a heritage photo book that tells the story of your grandfather's life. Maybe not. Maybe you want, um, you just, you're just tired of them being in your house. And you don't know if your kids really care and you're getting ready to downsize and you wonder like, does anybody care about this stuff? So set a goal. I can guarantee you they do care about it. What they don't care about is all of it. If you can eliminate 80% of your photo clutter, this is like di both digitally and analog, and get it down to 20%, then you're doing yourself and everybody else that has to look at all that to the future, a great service. So, so the first thing I would say, if you're getting your own photos organized and thinking about it is, is setting that goal, knowing what it is, and then breaking it down into what was the first goal? What's the most important goal and start there? 
because I was, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time. If you try to take on the whole project at once, you'll quit. It's not a weekend event. It's not, and that's the other thing. Don't think you're going to do it in a weekend. It just isn't going to happen because it's just too much. And also you get caught up in that, you know, that nostalgia and going down memory lane. If you start looking at those photos and things like that. So um, hopefully that's, and then the other part that I think has been revolutionary a lot for a lot of people is I always say we live in chronological date order. Like we take photos today for me, we're happy to be doing this on a Thursday. You know, the, the weekend is coming. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday. So my photos will be dated and look in that time order. But really what's more important sometimes is not the chronological organization, but the thematic organization, right? What are the themes of your life? So if you look at a lifetime of photos, are you a family that took photos always at birthdays or are there celebrations that you loved or did you go to the beach every summer? You know, look for all the photos that tied into that, those, those experiences. And that's what you want to focus on. Nobody cares if you put a picture from, you know, your summer vacation of, you know, I don't know, 1965 uh, next to like 1973 and they're out of date order. It's, it's much more interesting to see how the beach changed or the people, the people in the photos changed and things like that. Right. So hopefully that's helpful for the DIY uh, audience and for the professionals yeah now for the professionals um i mentioned we have a, I have a new book the a business roadmap for professional photo organizers you can get that on amazon or go to the photomanagers.com website um you do not have to have your own so we talk about the, the three great myths right one is you do not have to have your own photos organized it, if i was if i thought i can't i couldn't do this if i didn't unless my photos were organized i wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with matthew today right so um so one is don't get caught up in that imposter syndrome or, you know, I, how could I do this? I always say, just say yes and go figure it out. And we are there to support you and helping you figure it out, but put it out there to the world. Say to your family and friends, Hey, I've heard about this new business. I'm thinking of starting a helping people organize and manage their photos. I guarantee when we used to say that 10 years ago, people go, huh? Cause somebody would pay for that today without question. People always say, Oh my gosh, I need you. That's like the response most people get, I need you. Well, find somebody who needs you and get started. I mean, there's no reason, it's not rocket science, it's not, not rocket science, it's not that hard and it's meaningful work and we can teach you and help you get, be successful at it. I figured it'd be a good time for you to talk a little bit about uh, Save Your Photos Month. And I realize we're a handful of months away, but um, you know, it's one of those things that's like an, such an interesting concept that I'm sure a lot of people would like to know more about if they don't know, if they know about it a little bit or if they don't know about it at all. It's such an, a fascinating idea that I thought you could elaborate on a bit. Yeah, happy to. That was eight years ago we started. It was in response to, um, you know, there were hurricanes and tornadoes and people were losing their photos. Of course, since then, you know, it's only become I mean, now there's fire. I mean, it's just horrific, right? And so the idea of Save Your Photos Month was a public relations, like a free campaign where during the month of September, we pick September, that's a high fire season, hurricane, tornado season time usually. But again, with weather extremes now, it seems like there's always a weather extreme. But um, to educate people about how to, how to manage their photos. Well, people don't really get that interested in like fear factors. So we've kind of changed it over the years. And so what we do is actually I'm doing my call for speakers. I think we've got like 20, 25 amazing speakers already lined up. They're, they're called mini classes. So we'll, we'll present, and it's called, did you know, this is the theme this year. So we have lots of people talking about like, what is metadata? What is how to organize your printed photos, telling store, all sorts of topics around, did you know? And there are 20 minute short little uh, educational classes and they'll be free during the whole month of September. 
And then we'll also be doing panel discussions where hopefully we'll get somebody from PhotoMind. We have different, where we'll talk about different topics, everything from, I have videographers coming on that have done some amazing stories with elderly people about, you know, telling their stories. And uh, you can register, you'll start looking for information where you, you just register, you'll start getting emails. It, again, it's free, open to the public. And then we keep it live until this October, then we take it down. So it's kind of the idea is we really want people to engage with this. We'll give you an extra month and then we come back again next year. But um, we started eight years ago and it's growing and growing in terms of awareness and popularity. And um, But it's a way, it's a give back, a way for us to give back to the world. It's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're big fans of, of Save Your Photo Month uh, here at PhotoMind for sure. Uh, it yeah. really is a great, it's a great resource for people to just, you know, dive into the ways you can save your photos and like you said like the did you know thing sounds like a great a great theme for this year's uh <clears throat> for this year's event so, any any last words before uh before we wrap it up no thank you i mean i listen if you're uh, last i guess too i'd be happy to chat with people you can email me at kathy at the photomanagers.com if you want to set up a um like a 15 if you're serious about the business and you really want to just dig in a little deeper i'm willing to you know schedule short 15 minute calls with people if they're really serious. And uh, because we need more photo organizers, we really do. We need, we have more clients than we have people doing this. So I'd love to support your entrepreneurial desires and, uh, and introduce you to it, so. Well, thank you for Kathy, Kathy for being here. Um, you know, if you are interested in hearing more from Kathy within the walls of PhotoMind, um, keep an eye out for uh, different uh, webinars we have coming up over the next couple months, a couple in June, a couple in uh, August, kind of leading into Save Your Photos Month. Of course, uh, make sure to check out Save Your Photos Month as well as if you're interested in her book, uh, uh, A Business Roadmap for Professional Photo Organizers, you can find that on Amazon, Amazon as well as her first book. Um, but with that, I think we're going to say so long and we'll see you on the next episode of Photomind Talks. Thanks. Great. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate it.